So what do the states of Vermont and Montana have in common? Well, lots of things. They have nice mountains. They are very rural. They're great places to go into nature. In fact, both states, the word for the states have the word mountain in it. Vermont means green mountain. Montana means mountain. So that's the common. But that's not what we're talking about, is it? We're talking about car titles, vehicle titles. Why do those states come up over and over and over when it comes to vehicle titles? Well, it's because people who have some problems with their vehicle titles sometimes will use a procedure that titles or registers their vehicle in one of those two states. Why is that? What are the pros and cons? Why would you maybe not want to do it? In fact, a lot of what people do with Montana or Vermont will can get you into trouble if you're not careful. Now, there's a good use for these. There's some title methods that are actually faster, cheaper, easier, and less likely to be flagged by your state DMV than Montana or Vermont. A lot of times people will use Montana or Vermont because it's a loophole and they feel like you're getting away with something. But there's a big downside to both of those states. Let's talk about those. First of all, the Vermont process, as you've seen before on our videos, is a method to use to get a ownership record from a state that you can use to get a title in your state. Let's say you buy a vehicle, you don't get a title, you get a bill of sale, you're stuck. You go to your state, hey, I got a bill of sale, I want a title. They're not going to give you anything with a bill of sale. Bill of sale means nothing. It's just a receipt somebody wrote up that says you gave somebody money. It's not a legal document for a title. So your state's not going to give you a title with a bill of sale. But what you can do and what people use that bill of sale to apply by mail, you don't have to go there, to Vermont to get a registration. As long as the vehicle is 15 years old or older, right now that means 2007 and older, 2006, 5, 4, 3, 2 and older, they'll give you a registration, license plates, everything. And you can take that registration that shows you're the owner, bring it to your state to exchange for a title. Well, sounds great, right? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Well, a couple things. First of all, you're going to pay sales tax to the state of Vermont, heavy-duty tax. They don't do this for entertainment in Vermont. They do this because it's a revenue-generating system. They get registration fees, they get taxes, and you have to pay tax. No, they don't calculate it based on what you think the car's worth. They don't calculate it based on your bill of sale. They calculate it based on a pretty healthy book value and we've done other videos on how to calculate that you don't want to pay that much money in taxes right we'll get to montana in a second for you those of you who wanted to find out about montana hold on we'll get to that momentarily so why would you want to do vermont well maybe you think i can send them pictures of my car or my bill of sale to show them it's not worth that much money don't make that mistake either because they only register proper equipment, proper condition, road-worthy vehicles. A lot of times somebody will send them a picture of a bucket of bolts and a frame on their garage floor and say, look, my car's not worth anything. Well, guess what? Now you just voided your application because now, no matter how much taxes you pay, they're not going to register it because your car is not legal for the road. It's not road-worthy. So they'll reject it no matter how much taxes you offer to pay them. So don't try to do you know pictures or anything else. Paying the taxes, I'll pay those. Now you pay the taxes, you get a registration, you get license plates, and you think, well, wait a minute, I got license plates. I'll just drive around on those plates in my state. Wrong. Do not do that. 
Those license plates are valid technically, but they're valid as Vermont plates. You're not a resident of Vermont, meaning that your state where you live has a law on the books that says if you're a resident of that state, you have to have it registered in your state in order to legally drive the vehicle. If you register in another state and you drive, that's violating the law. We're not attorneys, not giving you legal advice. Check this for yourself. So a lot of pe- people think, I'll just slap those plates on there and drive around. I'll cruise around on Vermont plates. Well, don't think that people don't know about it. It's not a secret. This has been, uh, you'll see on our website, Car and Driver, Road and Track, Haggerty Insurance, Jalopnik, all the major automotive publications, even USA Today, published stories about this Vermont loophole for many years. All the state's DMV commissioners, they know about this. So they pass along the word to enforcement, police, DMV enforcement. If you see a vehicle with Vermont plates, if it's registered to somebody in the state, Give a ticket, impound the vehicle, seize the vehicle. Well, you might say, well, I won't get pulled over. They won't check me out. Well, they don't have to. States use a, a technology called ALPR, Automated License Plate Reader. Police cars and some other municipal vehicles, sometimes tow trucks, sometimes other vehicles, they have cameras on their cars, all four sides of the car, front, back, side to side, that as you're driving, they record and identify every license plate that drives by them or that is in front, behind, side to side. There are even some fixed locations that have license plate readers at intersections, at parking lots, are on tens of thousands of cars every day. In addition to the ALPR, it also does a another technology that's called OCR, Optical Character Recognition. That means when it takes a picture of your plate, it's not just a photograph of your plate that's one, two, three, ABC. It actually can read the letters and the state that it's from. So if it sees a Vermont license plate, one, two, three, ABC, it runs the plate to see who it's registered to. Lo and behold, it's registered to Joe Smith in Iowa, which is where you're driving. Well, guess what? That's a red flag. And there are many serious consequences for using an out-of-state registration to drive around in, in most states, your vehicle can be ticketed, it can be towed. Some states allow them to seize the vehicle and some states can tow it, but now you don't have a title to get it out of towing. So they just rack up storage fees until the tow truck company owns it. So there's a lot of downsides. You go to present it to the DMV in that state, the titling division, they won't even accept it. And that sometimes varies by location. We have, you know, some states we see that the applicant will go to one location. They say, no, this isn't a title. We can't do this. And then to leave, they'll go to another location or another another window, and they say, yeah, this is okay. So it's hit or miss. So be aware that you're at risk of paying all that tax, all that money to Vermont, and maybe it's not going to go through. So what if it does go through? Well, that's great. Well, now you have to pay the fees all again in your state. Okay, I'll pay those fees. You know what? You could have started this whole process a lot easier by using another title process. There's dozens of ways to get a title without having to resort to that, what they call a loophole. You could do a bonded title in most states and not pay any tax to Vermont, any fees. And no, you don't have to put up thousands of dollars as a bond. Usually it costs hunks for fees. You can also do a magistrate title, sometimes called a court order title, where you can file a petition to have a judge sign a paper that says you're the owner. You bring that to DMV, you get a title. Certainly, there's some red tape that you have to do, but in the end, it's a lot better than 
putting yourself at risk for doing an out-of-state process for many clients. And sometimes it's a lot cheaper and faster. Look, for Vermont, you first have to wait for the Vermont paperwork to come back and then bring it to your state and wait for them to issue a title. It could take three, four weeks. Some of these other processes you can do in three, four days. So, again, we're playing devil's advocate. We want to give you the options. If you decide, after understanding everything in detail, you still want to go through Vermont, it's it's available to you. A lot of people have done it over the years. What about Montana? What about Montana? Well, Montana is vehicles, 2008 and newer, 15 years and newer, that don't qualify for Vermont. And the reason that Montana is popular is Montana is a state that has no inspections, no sales tax, no emissions. So no matter where you are in the country, you can file for a title in Montana. What's the catch? Well, the catch is this. First, they don't title vehicles for non-residents. So what you have to do is you have to form a corporation in that state, which is pretty cheap, 100, 150 bucks maybe, and put the car in the name of the corporation in Montana. Then you have to apply for a title, get the title, and then once you have it, you can sign it over to yourself, and now you're the owner of the vehicle and you could bring it to your state. What's wrong with that? Well, first of all, you have to have the old title signed over to your corporation. Well, many times the reason you're trying to do this is you don't have a title. Or maybe it's signed over to you personally. So now you can form a corporation, you don't have a title, you get a surety bond, you put it in the name of the corporation, now you have a bonded title from Montana. Great, now you can transfer it to your state, right? Maybe. There are eight states in the country that don't do bonded titles, and by don't doing them, they also don't take them from other states. So if you were going to do a bonded title anyways, just do it in your state. Well, what if you decide, I'll get that bonded title, and I'll register it in Montana, slap some Montana plates on it, and I'll drive around with Montana plates. Well, now you have the same problem as Vermont, only it's worse. Because of the fact that Montana is a no-sales-tax state, the DMVs in the other states are even more wary about Montana license plates because they know a lot of people try to use Montana for tax evasion. They try to go through Montana, and you have lower insurance rates because your vehicle is registered in Montana rather than Los Angeles or Dallas or Atlanta where the insurance rates are higher and they save money. The problem is if you're driving around on Montana plates, same thing. Police officer sees it, an ALPR reader sees it, and now you're jammed up because they pull you over and they say, wait a minute, why is this Montana car here in Georgia? doesn't make any sense. You can make up a story, say I'm on vacation, but yeah, you have a Georgia license though, right? So what's going on? And if they discover that the reason you did it was to evade taxes, not only might you have a penalty, but some states, that's actually a criminal a criminal act to evade taxes. So do you want to be at risk for that? Again, people make that decision every day, whether it's a good one or a bad one. We're not attorneys. We're not giving you legal advice. We're just trying to tell you what goes on with these processes. In addition, so you have insurance. No problem. I'll call Geico, put insurance on my car. What's the address? Well, it's the address of the corporation, and when you form the corporation, you can use a you know a, a male executive suite in Montana. They you know that's part of the deal. But now, when you get insurance, that's supposed to be your what's called garaging address, meaning that that's where your insurance company thinks your car is, and they base your insurance rates on the car being there, not in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or not in Chicago, Illinois, or not in Santa Monica, California. So if your car was in one of those places, your insurance rates would be through the roof. 
more opportunity for theft, more car crashes, higher repair rates, a lot of reasons why insurance rates are higher in those areas, urban centers. So now you have an insurance policy that you think, not only did I not pay taxes, but I got away with cheaper insurance. So you're driving your car, an accident, it gets damaged, it gets stolen, maybe. Call your insurance company, hey, I'm going to put in a claim. Hey, no problem. You can see your policy number. Where did this happen? Oh, 1200 Figueroa Boulevard, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Why was it in Los Angeles? So now they assign it to SIU, which is investigative unit for claims. And they're going to see what was the use of that car. And they're going to find out that you're not from Montana. You titled it registered in Montana to, for whatever reason, they don't care about the taxes or anything, but they care that you only paid insurance rates for a declaration of that address being in Montana, but you really live in Los Angeles or Dallas or Atlanta or Fort Lauderdale or New York. And they're going to find that out. They're going to see your license. They're going to look at ALPR records that show up where you're driving. When was the last time you were in Montana? Right? And they'll not only deny your claim, but they will retroactively cancel your insurance. So they're going to say that your whole insurance policy was no good to begin with because you made misrepresentations on the policy. One more reminder. We're not attorneys. We're not giving you legal advice. Get good consultation from an insurance agent, an attorney that knows this stuff. But we've seen it happen. The other reason why these cars are are targeted is because there are some people that buy very high-end vehicles, expensive vehicles, exotic supercars that are worth 100, 200 grand or a million dollars, big motorhomes, class A diesel pushers that are worth three, 400,000 and they want to avoid sales tax. So 500,000, let's say for a big Prevost RV motorhome times 6% sales tax in most states, that's 30 grand in taxes. Well, and I don't have to pay, I save 30,000. Well, again, it's not a secret. All the enforcement agencies know this. So if they see Montana plates, not near Montana, they're gonna look into it. And if they find that the driver is licensed in the local state, and they're gonna ask questions about the vehicle, whose vehicle is it? You've seen on Cops and on Live PD and all the other stories, all the other TV shows, when the cop pulls you over, they ask you, whose vehicle is this? Where are you going? What are you doing? And if the stories don't add up, they tow your vehicle and it gets impounded. If they find out that there was something more devious going on, they can seize the vehicle. Again, we're not trying to be the bearer of bad news or to be dramatic or exaggerate you know, things that could go wrong. But if you're going to use one of these methods, you want to make sure that you're, you're informed, you're educated. You're not doing something just because it sounds cool that you read on some forum or some internet person told you you should do it and not be aware to go ahead with it look people do these all the time but just be aware of what the details are right that goes into all this now what if you do decide you want to go ahead with it well how are you going to do it all of these methods you can do yourself for free vermont montana you can do it all yourself for free the internet our website has instructions step by step how to do it it's not really that hard not really that hard it's just some paperwork you got to fill out, send it in, and you have to sign it. The one thing that, that nobody can do on your behalf is sign your name. You have to sign your name on paper. The DMV does not take electronic fax, email copies. They do everything on paper. Here's an example of a form. This is a Florida form. Every um, state has paper documents. 
there are some exceptions. State of Illinois has some things that are electronic. Alabama has a little bit. You can do it yourself. You can download the forms. You can print them out. Our website has them. The DMV has them. Fill them in. It's not really that hard. There's boxes to fill in. And you send it to the state along with the fees. What are the, what do you send in? Well, you send it the application. If you need a bill of sale, you send that. If you need insurance, you send that. It gets mailed to either Vermont or Montana or whatever state you're talking about. And they mail you the documents. Certainly, you can get assistance for doing that. There's a lot of ways to do that. Obviously, our website assists people with that. In most cases, less than $200 that we can fill out all the forms. You can pay more for presumably, I don't know, maybe more full service, but you still have to sign the forms and mail them back to somebody. You can mail them back to the company that's doing it for you, or you can mail it directly to DMV. I don't know which is better, but sometimes those services cost five six hundred we've seen it over a thousand for that service with the fees that's fine but the fees are normally fifty sixty dollars for the actual title fee what they don't do is they don't pay your sales tax in vermont you have to pay the tax right in montana there is no tax so if you do decide you want help by all means avail yourself of it but just realize what you're paying for how hard is it really right here's an example of a florida form it's two pages one page the second page is mostly just instructions, so it's not really even that hard. It's really one page. Most DMV forms are one-page forms. There might be other pages attached with the instructions, but that's a good thing. It tells you what to do. Like me, you probably have a convenience factor in your life where your time is worth more than money, and you want to pay people to do things, pay people to cut your grass, pay people to you know, maybe trim your hedges, change your oil. That's fine, but you don't pay somebody $1,000 to cut your grass right? Filling out these DMV, you could do it yourself or you can find options that are a little bit cheaper. These options, Vermont, Montana, are very common. You'll read about them on all the forums, on your gearhead car forum, on your motorcycle forum, on your import car forum. People say, yeah, do the Vermont loophole, do the Montana loophole. That's great, but you don't know if the person there knows all the details. We have people all the time they come and say, well, I can do this. No, you can't. The law says you can't, and they'll get rejected. We get eight or 900 calls a day. About 100 of them are people that already did the paperwork themselves. They sent it in to Vermont or Montana, and they got kicked back because it didn't work, because they did something wrong, or they had the wrong kind of vehicle, or they checked off the wrong box. And now they say, well, how do I fix this? It could be fixed, but if you follow the instructions, sure, that you're not relying on this to have a license plate to drive around in because there's a lot of risk. I have a customer that had a 70s, early 70s era Pontiac. It wasn't a really expensive car. I think it was a Bonneville or Catalina or something. And did the Vermont process, paid the tax, which is, you know, three, four hundred bucks, and got their plates and put the plates on and were driving it around. Went to a car show. Well, guess what? There's a lot of enforcement at car shows lately. Why is that? Well, the enforcement is now starting to kick in for modifications and emissions because they're trying to get all these old cars off the road so they can sell you an EV, electric vehicle. So their inspectors are cruising car shows. They see a uh, Vermont plate. They write it down. They check it out. They towed the car from the car show. They have a title because all he had was a registration. And he scrambled around to exchange it for a title in his state. It took 28 days to get a title. The 
tow yard was charging $30 a day. It was $1,000 in towing fees, towing and storage. And he was lucky to get his car back because after 30 days, the tow yard was allowed to auction off his vehicle. So make sure that when you're using a non-standard title process, anything more than just walk into your DMV with a title, walk out with a new title, anything non-standard that you know what you're getting yourself into, do your homework. You can check our website. We have consultation. We have videos. We have all the forms. That way you'll know you're not getting yourself into something that could be a problem. Again, we're not trying to be the bearer of bad news. We're trying to save you from putting yourself in a bad situation accidentally without knowing it because that happens a lot when you don't know what the details are. Put your comments below. Let us know what you think about these two, something that um, you're considering and what you think are the pros and cons, or if you had success with it or not. Check out our next video about lien release services on a vehicle and court order title services on motor vehicles.